You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 97. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm your host, Monica Louie, and today I'm bringing you something a little different. We haven't done this on the podcast yet, but I am excited to bring you a Flourish VIP. She will be joining me shortly, and we are diving deep into her Facebook ad strategy to grow her email list with her free guide. So if that's a strategy that you're working on or you would like to learn how to use ads to grow your list, then this episode is for you. But first, if you're new to the podcast and you don't know me yet, I want to welcome you. As I said, I'm Monica Louie, and I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist. I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six, seven, and eight-figure online businesses. And I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook Ads, which is my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that can And that is the program that Michelle, our guest today, is a part of. She is a Flourish VIP. What's a Flourish VIP, you ask? Well, a Flourish VIP participates in the group coaching portion of the program. So for a low monthly fee, Michelle joins in on our monthly group coaching calls. We have a couple each week and we're looking to add more in the future. We also have a private Facebook group VIP student mastermind where our VIPs get their questions answered in real time as they are working through their ad strategy, setting up their campaigns and more. There's also in our group coaching calls, the opportunity to jump into the hot seat, which Michelle has done a number of times taking advantage of that offer so she can get feedback on her campaign. So this is going to be like a mini hot seat for Michelle. We're going to talk through her ad strategy, what she's been working on, where to go next, Many times that's one of the most common questions that comes up is, okay, I've got my campaign going, what should I do now? And so that's a question that we talk through with Michelle. So if you're interested in learning more about Flourish and becoming a VIP yourself, you can go to monicalouie.com slash Flourish to learn more about the program there. So let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. Michelle Vroom is a marketing coach with more than 15 years of experience with nonprofits, agencies, and big corporations. Now she helps small business owners market themselves. She understands the challenges of limited resources and time and shares her proven methods for visibility and relationship building to get clients and grow your business. And Michelle is a busy mom of three. And so she really has a heart for those female entrepreneurs, female business owners who are busy with their own families and getting their businesses off the ground. Michelle is also a multi six-figure business owner, so she is on her way to flourishing to seven figures. So in today's coaching call with Michelle, we dive into her ad strategy to drive signups to her lead magnet, her free guides. You will hear all about that in a moment. We talk about the targeting options that she has. We go through the audiences that Michelle has already tested, how they're performing, and which ones to potentially test in the future. We talk through ad ideas to test. We review her current ad that she's been running, and I give her some tips to tweak her graphic and her copy to increase those conversions for her campaign. And we go into a whole lot more. This is going to be a really beneficial episode for you if you are in the middle of getting your campaign off the ground. Maybe you've got some campaigns running, but you're not sure what tweaks you should be doing or if it's time to tweak. We talk about all of that in today's episode. Before we dive into the coaching call with Michelle, I want to make sure you know that you can find all the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 97. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash 97. All right, here is my coaching call chat with Michelle Vroom from michellevroom.com. Hey, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I am so excited to chat with you again. How are you doing? I'm good, Monica. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to to catch up. Yes. Okay. So you are a student in 
flourish with Facebook ads. You're in the VIP program, very active in the group <laughs> and the coaching calls, which is great because um, we've been able to, to get a lot of questions and challenges. And what do I do now? Should I do anything? What do I do? Those questions answered. And so I'd love for you to share who you are, what you do, what is your business? How do you help people? And why do you do what you do? Absolutely. So I'm a marketing coach. I help other female business owners uh, grow to six figures. The primary way we do this is by building an online community of dream clients so that they can have consistency. I think consistency is an important piece that a lot of people don't have in their business. You know, you get some clients one month and then you go months without. And I believe that every single woman in business should have that consistency, should be able able to land clients whenever they want. So that's why I'm really passionate about what I do. I started my business. I'm actually coming up on my five-year anniversary at the time of this recording. We're like a month out from it. So that's exciting. Um, So I've been in business for five years. I didn't start out as a coach. I, you know, started my business because I wanted to be home with my six month old. I wanted, you know, something different. And I started out just doing full service marketing, blogging, social media, writing web copy, like everything under the sun. And then I started to just get really clear about like what my vision was. And I wanted to help other women starting businesses. And so that's what led me into coaching. And now I've just kind of expanded my own community, but also expanded my offers to not just offering one-on-one coaching, but, you know, really offering like a designated program to help the women create the community that we're talking about. So I love what I do. I've got three crazy boys at home. I'm a, I'm a boy mom times three. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's like juggling. It's, it's a lot of juggling, but I really do enjoy it. And I cannot say enough about your program. I am very active, but I love that. Like you and your team are always there to answer my questions, to help me like reverse the mistakes that I, <laughs> that I inevitably make. And it's just such a, such a wonderful resource that has really helped my business. Oh, great. Thank you. So how old are your boys? (laughs) Off topic, but I've got a five, a five and a half year old. I have a almost four year old. I keep saying three, but he's almost four. And then I have um, an almost one year old. So I did have my third son last May, May 12th during a pandemic. (laughs) So that was interesting. Um, Couldn't have predicted that. And uh, he's almost a year old. So Oh, wow. It's so very busy, busy, very busy, um, but have a lot of support. I mean, I couldn't do it without my, my village, right? It takes a village and everybody's got to have one. So that's wonderful. Okay. And growing a business along the way when you had your very first, it sounds like. So yeah, yeah. He, uh, he was six months old when I decided to kind of take that scary leap and it was scary at the time. I mean, I was, you know, the, the breadwinner, I had like a really nice corporate job but I always wanted to start a business. I just thought that I would do it, you know, years down the road doors opened while I was on maternity leave with my, with my son, I went back to work for like two months and then I started my business and it was definitely a big sacrifice at the time. You know, it, it, it is a scary thing, but, um, I have not looked back. It is one of the best things that I ever could have done, not just for me, but for my family, like just so many amazing things have come as a result of the business. That's wonderful. That's so great. So many, so many similarities from our stories. Okay. So you have, you start off with one-on-one coaching and now you have programs as well. And so what are your current offers in your business? What is your business structure? And also is your target audience then also coaches or is it more broad than that? It's, it's uh, online service providers. So um, it could be coaches. I've worked with coaches. I've worked with Facebook ad strategists. I've worked with web designers, you know, anybody who had, who, who has an online business and is an online expert. Um, And I work primarily with women. I am actually doing, making a lot of intentional shifts in my business to get to seven figures, which feels scary to say, but I'm going to say it because I think it's important. Like there are some different things that I'm doing to level up in my business right now. And one of those is really going all in on my, my group program, the dream client accelerator. Um, It's a program that just gives you a proven method for growing an online community that brings you consistent clients. So back to that community piece, that's something that I feel like every business needs. And so really going all in on supporting people through that program. And then from that program, that's where I get most of my one-on-one clients. So it's nice because it gives me a chance to kind of get to know people first before working with them one-on-one to get them set up with a community so that we can really maximize that because that's the foundation to growing a six-figure business. So I've had the program in some form for like the last two and a half years, but 
I'm really investing a lot of my like time, team resources, money, like all sorts of stuff, just in making this program the best program that it can be. And that's kind of like the gateway to working with me. Um, most people find me through my, my free Facebook group market, like a boss. Some, some find me through my podcast. I do have a podcast as well. And those people tend to be the people who then want to work with me just because they see kind of everything that I'm doing in my community. Right. I'm, I'm sort of practicing what I preach. Love it. Okay. Yes. And tell us more about your Facebook group because you have over 5,000 members. Yes. And I know we've yep. talked about that in, uh, you've been, you joined many of our group calls. Uh, we've talked about that previously. So talk about how you use that. I mean, you've, you've already mentioned community multiple times. How are you using your Facebook group in your business? Yeah. So it honestly has cut my sales process in half. It used to be before I had the group that it would probably take me a good, like six months to get a new client. Like it was not, it was, there were long gaps between clients and most of them came from referrals and referrals are great, but if that's all you rely on, there's inconsistency that comes with that. Right. So for me, when I started my group and I didn't even plan to start my group, I literally needed a place to house some videos for a challenge I was running and that was it. And then after the challenge, I was working with a coach at the time and she's like, why don't you just leave your group open? I was like, yeah, good point. I love relationships. I love, you know, communicating with people. I mean, relation marketing is relationships. And so I left the group open and it just kind of took on a life of its own. You know, I, I show up there and I just give like real value, not like fluffy stuff, right. But actual tangible things that people can use to go out and get clients and not just any clients, but clients they love working with. And so in this group, people come in and, and it's, I sort of liken it to a party. It's like, they come to a party. We immediately ask them like, how can we support you? What's your challenge? And then from there, it's really about like building the relationship, you know, tagging them in resources that would be helpful for them and just really making it like a destination that they want to keep coming back to. And that's what I teach my clients, right? It's not even just about Facebook groups. You can do this with anything online. You could do it with an email list. A community can be all of those things, but, um, Having a place where people can get to know you better. I think buyer behavior has changed. People definitely enjoy like binging content and checking things out before they buy. And so I think this just gives them a place to do that. Right. And that's, I mean, that's honestly a big part of why I wanted to join your program was really to look at how I could kind of get the like front end part of the funnel working where I, you know, I'm getting people into my email list and they're getting an opportunity to come into my group because my group is really where like the clients come from. Awesome. Okay. So how, how are Facebook ads working into all of this? You mentioned front end of the funnel. So share with, with our listeners, the, the strategy there. Yeah. So there's a, a guide that I created a, a free guide um, called your first 100, which is all about getting your first hundred people into your Facebook group, hundred dream clients. Cause if you can get a hunt in front of a hundred of the right people, you can expect based on conversion rates that at least one or two of them will buy. And so I think for a lot of people, it's even just getting in front of a hundred of the right people and like replicating that, like that gives you a repeatable system for getting clients. So I have a guide created for that. And the guide is actually really popular. Um, you know, I, I knew it was popular when I shared it first organically with my audience because people were kind of snatching it up. And so I needed some, something to, to utilize, to like bring people into like onto my email list, into my world, and then give them an opportunity to join the group after. Cause I know like running ads directly to a group is not something that, that works well. Right. So I needed something to like give them that would be again, tangible, helpful, but still lead them into my community. And I needed to really like accelerate that process through Facebook ads. I've done such a great job organically with my marketing, but there comes a point, I mean, I'm a multi six figure business owner, right? So there comes a point where it's like, okay, I know that this group works. I know that like once people are in my world, they will become clients, the right ones. Now, how do I just like really send a lot of leads there, right? Like how do I accelerate that process without me having to do the things that I used to do. Cause I can, you can't, you have to evolve as your business evolves. Like I can't spend all the time that I was spending before doing organic marketing. So I'd run ads before, but I, I wouldn't say I like necessarily took it very seriously or as seriously as I could until I joined your, obviously I joined your program because I was taking it seriously. But, um, I think just really needing that support with, okay, what does this look like? How do I not just get a lot of people at the front of the funnel either, but get quality people like 
I feel like with Facebook ads, there's this misconception sometimes that it's like, oh, you're just going to get like a bunch of people in and then you kind of filter through. Like you can have some form of control, right? Some element of control in terms of how you, like how you get the right people in and how you get the right audience in. And I think that's something that I've really been diving into in your program, just based on like the questions that I've been asking you and Chrissy and the team and everybody there. Like it's usually around audience targeting and making sure that I'm, you know, getting in front of the right people. Cause that's not really something that I thought about before, you know, when I ran ads. So, yeah. And there are so many options. We've, so we've many options. talked about this. So, so many options. So what is great, what we've talked about previously is if you can, if you have enough people in your paid offer, then create a, an audience around the people in your paid offer. And if you have at least hundred people, you can create an audience around them and then create a lookalike audience. Magic of a hundred. <laughs> yes. Magic of a hundred. There you go. So then you can put the work on Facebook, have Facebook help you find more people who are like the people who've already paid you money. And so that's where we've gone with you. So how has that worked out so far? So it's, it's, it's going, I feel like I'm at the point now where it's fluctuating again. And I don't know if I'm just not necessarily still getting the right analytics or the right charts or whatever, but I've got the three audiences running the way that we had set it up on our last call where we kind of split them out into like, they're part of the same campaign, but split out the three different ad sets. So right now I have two sets running that are like, one's like, one's the client set that you just described. So lookalike of people who have purchased. The second is like a lookalike audience of a customer list where I actually ran a free summit last year and got some awesome people in that summit. So it's a lookalike of that list. Like those people were fairly qualified, even though some of them didn't purchase from me. You know, I still, it's a little bit of a warmer audience. And then the third audience or the third ad set, I should say, is a lookalike of a free guide that I ran before I created my current free guide. And I had run that for just a very long period of time. So I had a lot of data there. However, I will say that I don't know that I was super targeted. So it's a lookalike of an audience that probably wasn't as targeted, but I left that running too, just to kind of see how it would perform against the other two. And when I started running it, like, as I mentioned to you in the group, the costs were super low at first, like things were good. And I even started feeling like I could see maybe one doing better than the other, but now the costs have jumped up again, especially like, I think it was maybe two days ago, Tuesday, they jumped up like a ton. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, how do I decipher this? Do I leave like the, the ads are all on learning limited. Like I haven't increased or changed the budget at all because I, I still don't feel like I've got that winner, so to speak. Although I also know it may, I may just need more time. Okay. Let's have you share your screen. So for, for listeners, we'll talk through what we're seeing in the ad manager. And I know I can go like, look at the chart to see like the overall flow. And for some reason, I still can't find where that is. (laughs) You're gonna have to remind me where that is. Um, It's like, sometimes I forget right after we talk and then I have to go back and remind myself. We will talk that through. Okay. So the goal is with the campaign is to get people to opt in for the current free guide, the, your first 100. Yep. And on the thank you page, there is a link to join the group the Facebook group. So that will certainly help funnel people there. And then there are opportunities throughout, like there's an entire, you know, welcome sequence and, and seven day series, or there's a seven day email sequence that happens after they download the guide with tips for boosting engagement in your group. So it's like, you're getting people in, how do you boost engagement? So there's a ton of value that's delivered even after, um, you know, they download the guide. So very good. If they don't join the Facebook group immediately, it's still, you know, you're warming them up and, and that's important. Okay. So let's look at lifetime view. Cause I want to say you started this in March, mm-hmm. correct? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. So what I'm looking at, I'm, we're looking at her ads manager and so she's got the campaign and then the three ad sets like she described. And so on lifetime view, we have an overall cost per lead of $8 and two cents. And then we've got each of the separate ad sets. So each, she has one audience in each ad set with different costs ranging from 706 to 898 for the lifetime. And they jumped up a lot. Yeah. They jumped up a lot because they were, it was like below $2 at one point per lead. Yes. I was like, oh, it this is great. Yeah. And then <laughs> that ship sailed <laughs> pretty quickly. Okay. 
All right. So I want to look at your ads. Are you running just one ad? Do you have just different one ad. versions of ads going? Yeah, okay. just one ad. You, I had, I had had you review it like a while ago and I narrowed it down to this version because this version was doing pretty well. I have not tried to add on additional ads, but I certainly can. I was so focused on the audience that I think I, I haven't necessarily thought much about the ad itself. Okay. Click on the box to the left next to that blue dial. There we go. And then click the preview button just so I can see the ad bigger. Okay. Very nice. And did you test different colors of this image? So right now she's got a dark purple background. I had tested a bright pink as well. Okay. And the purple outperformed? The purple outperformed. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't extensively test it for a while though. So I could certainly okay. revisit that. So the image, it's a great, great picture of Michelle. And then it says how to grow a group of 100 dream clients. The headline says free guide, three steps to grow a group of 100 dream clients. And then we've got the ad copy starting off with bigger. Isn't always better. So good attention grabber there. Mm -hmm. Here's proof that the size of your group doesn't matter as much as you think it does. Let's take two people. We'll call them person A and person B. Person A has a group of 1,000 people. Fortunately, person A overindulged in too many random follow threads. Only 10% of the people in their group are their ideal client. Now let's take person B. Person B has a group of 100 people. It took person B a little while to grow the group, but they were very careful about targeting the right people. As a result, nearly all of the members are ideal clients. Let's do the math. 10% of 1,000 people is 100 people. That means that person A actually has the same number of potential clients as person B, even though their group is much bigger. See why you can't take numbers at face value? I want you to grow your group with the right people. That's why I've created a brand new guide to help you get your first 100 dream clients in your group. For every 100 people you get in your group, you can expect to land one or two clients. That means this guide is your ticket to landing your first or next client from your group. Grab your free copy while it's hot. And she's got the fire emoji. I love that fire emoji. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Very good. So that's a great ad. You've got great copy. And then you, you're talking about the value you're selling the value of getting the right people in your group and what that can do for your business. So that's really great. So what I want to look at is the click-through rate. And also what's the conversion rate on your landing page? Do you know the conversion rate on your landing page? Let's see. Yes, I do go to the one. I'm obviously running it on lead pages. So that's what I'm taking you to now. 71%. 71%. So that's a great conversion rate. Remember you had me do the short, like just to show you that was like, yes, the short version. FYI. Yeah. Perfect. You me your example. So I love it. <laughs> no, that looks so great. Okay. So what she means by short version of the landing page is she used to have a landing page with a lot more copy on yes. there. And what I've, what I've found and what I've seen consistently outperform, it's not, you know, not a perfect 100% of the time, but most of the time I've seen a more simple landing page convert better where it's just very clear when you're driving ads to it, you want a simple landing page that just lets people know that they're in the right place to grab their free, whatever they're getting. And there's aren't a lot of distractions. So there's not a whole bunch more copy or you're not being redundant with what you just shared in your ad that is very simple and straightforward. So people don't have that time of reading through and browsing and getting to, you know, to get distracted and then click back. So that's what we found has converted the best, um, in working with our clients and our own ads. So 71% is a fantastic conversion rate. So that looks like we're getting at least the right people to the landing page. So what I'm curious about is the click through rate, have our clicks gone down and that's what's driving the costs up. How do you, do you want me to scroll over here? Yes. So Go to, let's or do you see. want me to go back out to the ad sets total? Go to the ad sets and then change the columns performance, that drop down mm -hmm. button. Okay. Yes. Click on performance and clicks and then scroll over. So click through rate 1.06% to 1.37%. So we do want that to be higher. We want that to be four to 6%. Higher is better. Um, more people clicking, but then higher is better when our conversion rate on our, on our landing page is also good. Right. Uh, we don't want too high, obviously, and then have a low conversion rate on the landing sure. page. Then that means that we're not bringing the right people to the landing page. So to me, since the audiences are similar and we've talked through the strategies, they're, they're similar audiences. They sound like they're, like they're good audiences to start with lookalikes of your paid customers look like of that summit. That's well aligned. And then look alike of the other guide. What was the other guide about? 
uh, five steps to get clients like a boss. So not focused on like growing a community, but still focused on getting clients, which is ultimately their goal. Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. And how many people had opted into that about? Oh, goodness. I can actually tell you if I go to my tags and my email list. I can can tell you if it's tagged at least, I feel like at least 500, if not more. Okay. Yeah, probably even more. I don't even know if this will show everything. That says 209, but it was higher because I think we had different tags. So I would say probably close to 500 people. Okay, cool. So we've got a source audience of at least 100 in the client's audience, right? Yep. Um, The summit was about, I think, somewhere between 200 to 300. Okay. One thing I would be curious about testing is testing your overall email list. How how big is your overall email list? 4,000, like just over 4,000. So that might give Facebook a little bit more to work with if, you know, for the most part, they are aligned with with what you're promoting and they've joined you because you talk about community and getting clients. Right. So, so I would, I would be curious just because the other source audiences are similar in size Mm -hmm. that, that, that may make a difference. But also I think with, with this click through rate, I think we need to test different versions of the ads. So I would, I would test a shortened version of the ad. So a lot of times for a free guide, I like to, you know, start off with the attention grabbing statement and then introduce you and, you know, why you're credible to, to teach on the subject and then go into the benefits of the guide and what they're going to learn in the guide and how the guide is the solution to helping them get more clients or Mm -hmm. grow their community. So, I would say let's draft, um, and we've got the template in Flourish in the the conversion copy template, um, mm-hmm. just kind of following that pattern and just making a shorter version. And then I would want to test the brighter image as well, because okay. that purple, I mean, if you know me, you know, I love purple, mm-hmm. but the purple is darker. I feel like the okay. brighter image might stand out more in the newsfeed okay. and you could play with different different creatives as well. So I'm get, I'm just spouting off a lot of ideas. We don't have to test all of them in one go, but you could test like a GIF. Maybe it's a like a little, you know, like a boomerang video of you dancing because you've got like all these amazing people in your in your group. Something like that. Or maybe is there do you ever do like group calls or anything like that? Like uh hangouts um with people in your group. Anything where it's kind of I know in, in pandemic times, it's kind of hard to show that we're hanging out with people in person, but anything that shows like community, get, kind of giving that feel, that's what I'm thinking about. I mean, we've done like, we've done Zoom, like networking events before, nothing like super regular. So, I mean, we certainly could usually in the free group, like it's either, it's, it's usually me going live or my client success manager goes live with clients. So it's like a side-by-side Zoom yeah. image. I don't know if we could do something like that. She does like monthly client tell-alls. I'm trying to think like visually, right? Because there's obviously a lot of like copy and comments being posted, but those aren't necessarily yeah. super visual. Yeah. Or since you mentioned copy and comments, I'm thinking about like creating a GIF or a slideshow that shows comments of people loving your group and your community, Mm -hmm. you know, that they're, they're getting a lot of value from that. Just an idea. I'm trying to. Yeah. We, well, um, my marketing assistant just created something similar using the headliner app for our paid program. So we could easily do that for the free group too. Yeah. And so we just need to be careful with that, that we're not trying to sell the group, although we do want people to get in the group. That is a goal, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we want people to have that same experience with their groups. Right. So that'll just come across clearly in the headline and the ad copy. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the pink backgrounds, like the brighter pink is easy to test. Like that's something we can talk about. I like the idea, like I've done, obviously it was with a warm audience, but I've done like videos of myself before that have performed well. So I think maybe doing something like that and maybe testing those two things and then keeping like the slideshow and the GIF as like backups just to see. So I think the video testing craze too, like where I'm like, I want to test everything. And then I totally sight of what is actually working. (laughs) And I know that I know better because I tell my clients not to do that, but I do it. So good point because yes, we're talking through a lot of ideas because we're, you know, we're showing there's a lot of potential here and 
not all of them may work well, but that's why we like to brainstorm a lot of ideas and then start with what may be the fastest to get going, but also that we think is, you know, is going to help move the needle in the right direction. So I think maybe a shorter form of copy Mm -hmm. and make sure when you're writing your copy, I just noticed that a couple of the paragraphs were a little bit longer. Just Mm -hmm. make sure they're, you know, Mm -hmm. super short, bite-sized, easy to, to scroll on phones and bullet points. And I love to use emojis as bullet points. So I would break that down and then you've got the clear call to action. You, I mean, you've got, you've got great copywriting. So I would just, you know, try the different format, a little bit shorter, a little bit easier to scroll and then test a couple creatives and see how that performs. Because I think that the targeting, you know, I would be interested in, as I said, targeting the look like of the entire email list, just to give Facebook a bigger source audience Mm -hmm. to work with. Just add that as like a fourth ad set. Yeah, I would add okay. that as a as a fourth ad set and then test. I would not, what I wouldn't do is turn off what's going now when you're setting up your new tests. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I like to test things side by side so that we can see that control group A, how is it performing this week against new control group B, right? Mm-hmm. So that we can we can see how they're performing because there might be something that hits in the news next week where you know nobody's thinking about scrolling on Facebook and clicking Facebook ads. That tends that happens sometimes, and you know, or natural disaster or you know something something in the world is distracting people, and so we wouldn't want to see costs go up, and then we don't know if it's the new ads just not working or if it's something else that's affecting costs. Sure. Okay. So I have questions, obviously. Yes. Please. <laughs> so I can add in the fourth, the fourth ad set. So, and then within each ad set, it's basically sounds like we're talking about at least potentially four different ads, right? Cause even if I did the bright pink background, like let's just say I tested that. And I also tested shorter ad copy. You've basically got the purple background with two different versions, one long copy, one short copy, same thing with the bright pink, one long copy, one short copy. So that's testing four and then multiply that by four because you have four ad sets and you've got like 16 different ads. So I'm totally cool to do that. I guess my question for you is thinking about when you're in the testing phase, like how much is too much to test? Number one. And number two, what do you do if you want to get an answer relatively quickly? So you're not totally blowing your budget in the testing phase. Yes. Okay. So when you have a lot to test, that's where it, the question comes back to, well, what's the budget that we have to work with? Because for a conversion campaign like this, we want our budget to be at least $10 per day per test that we're doing. So per audience and ad that we're testing, that would be one test. Um, and so if we add another ad to that mix, then we'd want to bump that audience budget up to $20. So really it comes back to how much do you feel comfortable with spending a day with your Facebook ads. And then as far as testing, if we are going to have a lot more tests that we're going to be adding to this campaign, then we may want to duplicate the campaign and add in the new tests or create a new campaign. This is what we'll do with our clients sometimes is when we have a lot of tests going, we'll break it out into Instagram only campaign, an Instagram story campaign, and then a Facebook campaign. Um, we'll break those, those out to do separate tests in those different placements, just so that it's not getting too much going on in one campaign. But for this case, I think it might be worth creating a new campaign with these existing ad sets and then a new ad set and then adding in the new ads. Yeah. But I would probably start with maybe just another, one other version of the ad to start and then you know that you have other ideas that you can throw in, you know, a couple of weeks down the road. If you're feel if you you don't find that the pink isn't working or the purple, you know, the w- pink is obviously the winner. The purple is out. Let's try something new and then see how that goes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, ideally, and this this feels like it's too small of a budget, but ideally, I'd like to spend between thirty to fifty dollars a day during the testing phase until I find something. And I feel like right now, like I'm already at that or close to it. So it's like, oh, yeah, I got to prioritize. Okay. You know. Well, so what we can do then is because these three ads or these three audiences are performing similarly, but we do have one at least lifetime view that's performing better than the other two. So let's go to let's change the columns back to performance and then we'll scroll over to the left. Okay. So what I want to see is hover over the, the top ad set 
just the name of the top ad set and then click view charts there. So that's how we look at the, the graph. And then this defaults to showing us the performance. So at the top, we've got the number of signups per day. And then at the bottom, the bottom line is the cost per result. So um, what we're looking at is we can see that it started off a couple days. It didn't get any results for this ad set, but then it shot up and it started getting a lot more. So as we hover over each day, we can see the cost per result by day. And so now like see that jump from, from that to yes. that. <laughs> yes. So looks like March 31st, everything was going fine at the end of March. It was off yeah, to I a mean, good it dipped start. a little bit on the 29th, mm -hmm. you know, to 484 basically doubled, but then it went back up to 206 per result. Yeah. And then the 31st, it went <laughs> not so, not so yeah, hot. Yeah. yeah. And then on the 7th, what was it on the 7th? That looks a little better, a little better, not as, not as great, but a little better. So what I like to do when I'm deciding, you know, do I want to turn off one or more of these ad sets is look at the lifetime view, but then also look at what is the trend? What is happening right now? So if we were seeing those, you know, the better days in the more recent days, then I'd say, okay, for sure. It's looking like it's getting better. It's improving. So let's leave this one on it. It looks like it has potential. So now let's look at the, the next ad set and see what's going on there. This one has been off to a better start initially, and then a little bit more consistent. We still have those ups and downs and we have the attribution at window at one day click review, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So that was something we had talked about in, in a previous call is um, that that attribution window can, can affect the results. Okay. Still a similar trend, just a, a similar trend, but yeah. a little bit better. Okay. And what's the third one? Interesting kind of a different trend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it started off okay. And then had a really great day on March 31st when the other one tanked. Mm -hmm. And then now this one looks like it's on the upswing. It's, it's doing better today so far. So I would, I would leave this one on. Mm -hmm. This is by the way, the lookalike of the past and current client list. Okay. Okay. That's this one that we're talking about now. All right. So that's interesting. So I would be curious, maybe we just narrow down to this audience. Yeah. And then we test some different ads because you, as we talked about, your audiences are similar already. Yeah. And I think that's part of what was stressing me out is like, okay, do I just pick one and so that I can do more, like more qualified testing? Cause it feels like until I pick one, it's hard unless I have just unlimited budget, which obviously I don't. And I'm, I'm also thinking that the first one, the one that we just talked about that had like, that was doing well, but then really tanked, that was the get clients like a boss guide. And I think part of the issue potentially, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts with that lookalike audience is that was an audience that I, I've been promoting this guide for a very long time before I really shifted into talking about a community. So like a good chunk of those people probably aren't going to be interested in this. And it just feels like that's, that's the least qualified audience. Yeah, that could be if the audience is, you know, old for lack of a better word. Yeah. And it was, I know it didn't attract always the right people either. It wasn't yeah. as targeted. Okay. I think I've been afraid to let it go because it served me for a time, but it's like, <laughs> sometimes you just have to let that stuff go too. Yeah. So to stay within the budget, I'd be curious about testing. Maybe we turn off the, um, the top two audiences mm -hmm. and we keep the lookalike of the current and past clients. Mm -hmm. And then we test also the lookalike of the email list, mm -hmm. because I think that that'll give us a little bit different audience. It's going to be similar, but it's going to give us a little bit different audience. It's going to be more data for Facebook to tap into for the lookalike. And then we test a couple different ads in each one. Right. So that would be, if I'm doing my math right, $40 a day. Mm -hmm. We do $10 okay. each. So I would, I would test the purple image against the pink image again and try that out just to start. And then we'll see. And so I would duplicate and put in a new campaign with this audience and add and then add in the pink one and then the new audience and the new and the two ads. So wait, walk me through that again. So so with this campaign, I've been wanting to turn this off. Should I just turn it off? Go ahead. <laughs> I give you permission. I turned it off, everybody. <laughs> um, and so this one too, right? Because it's just the lookalike of the past and current clients yes. that we want. Yes. So what's interesting about this is that 
the audience that is cheapest for the lifetime is one of the ones that we turned off because it performed a lot better early on, but it's tapered off. And so it's not showing as much potential anymore. So that's why it's important to really drill down and look at what is the trend? Does it look like it's getting better or is it going the other way? That was something I learned from you. I never knew about like the view. I never looked at the view charts before I got into, into flourish because I just kind of took it at, well, that's the average, but you're right. The average can be skewed sometimes. Yes. Yes. Okay. So for this, Mm -hmm. so we've turned off those two that we talked about. This is running. So I need to add the pink ad to this one, correct? Yes. So what I would do here is when you hover over that, so we're in the, we're in the ad sets tab. If you hit duplicate, then we'll see a screen pop up. So you can duplicate this ad set and it'll keep all the settings and everything the same and the ad that's in it Mm -hmm. in the original campaign, or we can put it in an existing campaign, which would be another campaign you already have or a new campaign. And that's what we want to do. So we want to move it. We're not going to move it. We're making a a copy of it and putting it in a new campaign. All right. So, and then click duplicate. So she named it. Copy your first 100 copy. copy. (laughs) Okay. So then everything here, we're going to keep the same. Mm-hmm. And then in the ad, so let's let's close out of this. So this took us into the ad set, the new one. And oh, what I want to do, let's um, click this X because I want to go back into it. So click on campaigns. That's fine. It's still there. So the draft is there. All right. So let's click, we see the copy in the campaigns tab. Let's click it off because we don't want to turn it on until we're ready. We've got everything going in there. Okay. So now it's off. So now we can hit publish. Yes. Okay. So now we can hit publish, but it's not going to run until we've got everything set up in there and then we'll turn it on. My heart always skips a beat with that review publish draft items. I'm like, okay, I'm going to (laughs) publish. All right. Okay. So now let's go into the, let's go to the ads tab. So we've got our campaign selected and then we're going to the ads tab. So now we see our purple image there. Mm-hmm. And now we can create a new image. So we can either duplicate the purple and switch out the image, or we can just create a brand new ad. I think I actually just probably still have the image okay. in my in my um, account. So if I Perfect. duplicate it, just hit duplicate here. Yes. So this is the copy. I guess I would just edit the image, right? Yes. You can edit the image, but I'm wondering if we want to also edit the copy because I feel like the copy yeah, is going was, to make this was the purple. I, I mean, it could be brighter, but this was the, the purple or the bright pink version right here. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if you could do a brighter, I was thinking of like a hot pink. I could, I can do it brighter. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I would do, I would do a brighter because that one, the brighter pink that she showed is still a little bit more mm-hmm. muted. Yeah. Yes. So, but I would test the new copy. I'm, I'm okay. curious about testing the new copy uh, because I think that'll help with the click-through rate. Okay. And then the bright image. So I know we want to test one thing at a time, but I'm kind of ready to, to see how new copy goes too. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anything else for today, Michelle? I don't think so. I think I've got some good marching orders here. Why do they keep telling me to publish draft items? Oh, because we created that new ad. Okay. So now that's showing as a draft now. Okay. Okay. What I need to do with both of these then is to have two ads like running with different copy, but then two pink ads too. So each, the pink ad has two versions, two copy versions. The purple has two copy versions. Is that correct? Well, I'm interested in getting, getting rid of the, the original copy version. Oh, okay. Going gotcha. with the, yeah. So I know we like to test, you know, have our control, but I'm, yep. I'm interested in testing the new okay. version, the shorter version with a more broken up text and bullet points. Okay. I think that'll, I think that'll really help. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious about that. Okay. And you're showing Perfect. this on Facebook and Instagram, correct? Um, no, just Facebook. No? Just on Facebook. Okay. Have you tested it on Instagram or what's your, what's your thought process about? I think I did test it on Instagram and it didn't go great. And then I tried to do the carousel that we had talked about that one time. And it, I kept getting like an error and it like frustrated me. So I just didn't do anything because the Facebook okay. ad was like doing fine at that point. So I kind of just put my focus okay. on that. 
but I will say the, the, your, the five steps to get clients, like a boss guide, that guide lived on IG stories for a long time, probably at like three to $4 a lead. And it was like yeah. the most consistent ad, like steady ad that I've ever run. Good. So, so I mean, yeah. I think, I think your people are definitely hanging out on Instagram. Well, I know they so, are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so put that down as another test for the future. Okay. okay. So start yeah. with what we have, like start with what you have start with what's yes. easier to change and then kind of work yes. on it. How do you know that you've tested something like you've given it enough time? Sometimes I feel like I either give something too much time or too little time. So we want to give it at least seven days, which can be hard to do. I probably give it too long. I usually give it more than seven days. Well, it can take more, it, t- it can take longer for mm-hmm. the algorithm to fully optimize, but giving it at least seven days is a good rule before changing it up. So if you're seeing that there's still potential, like costs are still lowering and it still looks like, you know, it may not be where you want it, but at least it's going in the right direction. Then I would, I would keep it going as is for a little bit longer, but if it's just too high and just not something that you're happy with, then that's where I would change it up after seven days. So if like I put in this, this purple or this bright pink background, and let's say it doesn't do well after seven days, I'm like, Oh, like turn it off, go to the next, like go down the list of ideas basically. Yes. Okay. And then move into IG. Like once I've exhausted the Facebook ad ideas. Well, I would say if you hit on a winner, (laughs) yeah. If you hit on a winner, then I would test it in Instagram. Okay. Because if you know your audience is there, what we've seen with our clients is we'll start with Facebook because we know we've got large audiences to work with there. And then We'll, you know, also add in Instagram as soon as we can, when we know that their audience is there and we've seen costs drop dramatically. So what could have been happening with Instagram is that maybe the audience was too narrow for Instagram. Uh, Even though you're targeting a lookalike audience, maybe the source audience and then finding those people, the lookalikes on Instagram was just a little, you know, different enough where it wasn't getting in front of the right people. So that could be something where testing a different audience on Instagram can help to broaden that out. Okay, cool. So then with this copy that we made, that's where I'm going in and changing out the ad set to the lookalike of my master email list. And then obviously updating the ads for both. So you've got the one ad set in there and then you'll create a new ad set. So I would finish creating the ads in that existing ad set Mm -hmm. and then duplicate on the ad set level and then change out the audience for the, the look like of the email list. What am I doing with this campaign? Cause we duplicated the campaign, the overall campaign. Like what am I changing there? Yeah. So we duplicated the ad set and created a new campaign. Mm -hmm. So on the campaign level, you shouldn't, let's go look, click on edit right there. I don't go back and then click that little edit. There we go. Okay. So everything should be fine here, but let's scroll down. I think my question more is like, um, where do I add in the master, the lookalike of the master email list as an additional ad set? Cause right now both campaigns, like what is different about this campaign versus the previous campaign? Yes. So the previous campaign had the first three Mm -hmm. audiences in there and the one ad. So this new campaign is going to have the winning audience and a new audience and then the two different images Okay. with, yeah. And then what I'm, and then I'm just literally leaving this as like a, just a test, like a, I don't know what the word is, a test, the first, the original, like, what am I doing with the original? Yeah. So you can leave that going. Mm -hmm. So we've got our control. Okay. The control, that because, was the word I was looking yes, for. Yes. Because we've, because we turned off those two ad sets. So we've mm-hmm. only got the one yep. ad going right yep. now at $10 a day. So we can use that and then test it alongside the new campaign with our new test. So this is not changing right? the, the original campaign. We turned off the ad sets that weren't performing. We kept the winning one, but the ad is staying the same. The copy staying the same, everything, yes. correct? Yes. And then in the new one that we just made a copy of, Yes. We are adding in the additional ad set and then testing to like changing the copy. The copy is going to be shorter and there's going to be two ads in there. One with a bright pink and one with a, the muted purple. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Got it. I had to summarize for myself. So hopefully this is helpful for people listening. (laughs) Yes. 
So the idea is that we're trying to just make changes to see what is going to connect so we can get that click-through rate up because the landing page is converting great. So we know it's not a landing page issue. If we had a low, if we were getting high click-through rate on the ads and then a low conversion rate on the landing page, then we know the ads are fine for right now. We need to work on getting the conversion rate of the landing page up. So we've got the opposite problem where we need to get more clicks on the ad to get the right people to the landing page. Okay, cool. Great. All right. Thank you. Very well, thank helpful. Thank you, Michelle. And share your updates in the Facebook group and I'll see you on the next group coaching call. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Oh, before we sign off, let everybody know where they can go find your guide if they want to get their 100 dream clients in their Facebook group. Yes. Um, and also about your Facebook group. Where can they find that? Yeah, sure. So my Facebook group is called Market Like a Boss. Um, there are over 5,000 incredible women in there. So tons of great connections for you. So if you are a woman who runs an online business and wants my tips for attracting the right clients. That's the best place to go. And then this guide that we've been talking about um, is called Your First 100. It is specific to Facebook groups in terms of getting your first 100 or your next 100 dream clients into your group. But honestly, like the tips in the guide can be applied to any other platform. So if you want to get in, in front of 100 of the right people, this guide is going to help you do it. And when you download the guide, you get a free seven-day email series with tips on how to boost engagement. Because once you get people there, you want them coming back. Perfect. All right. And what's the name of your podcast? Uh, Market Like a Boss as well. Market Like a Boss. Mm -hmm. Love it. So Market Like a Boss is like my, it's, it's, it's trademarked. <laughs> um, and I, I just feel like it, it empowers people to show up like a boss and to show up for yourself, even though it's never going to feel perfect. Love it. All right. So great. Thank you so much, Michelle. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Monica. Yay. That was so fun. If you can't tell already, I absolutely love geeking out about Facebook ads strategy, giving tips and figuring out what to do next. Each campaign is different. Each offer is different. And once we get some data under our belt, that really helps to inform our decisions as we talked about in this coaching call with Michelle. So I want to give a huge thank you once again to Michelle for joining me on the podcast today and sharing a little bit about her business and what she's been working on. And if you're interested in grabbing that free guide, be sure to do that. If growing your community, growing your Facebook group is top of mind for you right now, building those relationships to potentially lead and develop those dream clients for you, then be sure to grab Michelle's free guide. And you can find all the links and resources Resources in the show notes at monicalouie.com slash 97. And be sure to check out Michelle on Instagram. She is at market like a boss MV, MV for Michelle Vroom. And be sure to tag us and let us know that you enjoyed this episode. Let us know your biggest takeaways. Let us know, was this helpful for you in developing your ad strategy and testing and tweaking and optimizing your own campaigns? She's at market like a boss MV and I'm at flourish with Monica. And thank you so much for joining Michelle and me today. If you are interested in learning more about Flourish with Facebook ads and becoming a Flourish VIP yourself, then go to monicalouie.com slash Flourish. You can learn all about the program and the bonuses that you'll get, what's included in the VIP membership. You'll receive all future updates to the program. And so you can learn more about the program at monicalouie.com slash flourish. If you found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It helps the podcast get ranked higher and found more easily in the podcasting platforms. And be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. We are getting closer to episode 100 and I've got a lot of great interviews and episodes headed your way. So be sure to subscribe to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. Once again, you can find all the links and resources that Michelle and I mentioned today in the show notes at monicalouie.com slash 97. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish.